Hello everyone, and yes, don't call it a comeback, I've been here since November, but yeah, we're back to the normal format of episodes. I'm sorry to keep you all waiting, I know it's been tough, but I hope that uh, I made it up to you guys with a Mike Pollock interview, you know, that was a lot of fun to do, and I stayed up, I recorded that at 6 o'clock in the morning, my time, so... You guys better appreciate it, or else I'm going to get really pissed off. You will. <laughs> and I have with me temporary co-host, Xavier. Yep. <laughs> and I'm Abdullah, as always, and this is Elo Governor of the Podcast. How are you doing, Xavier? Uh, not bad. A little pissed off that my 49ers lost the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. What is this Super Bowl you speak of? Please uh, allow. I don't. I don't really care for that much for football. I. I know it's a thing that people watch for the commercials, and I know that there's a concert in there somewhere. Yeah. And it's always like a shitty pop group. Like, why can't it be like a metal band or something? You know, give give people a reason to watch the halftime show. Well, Beyonce was the. Halftime show this year. Oh, joy. <laughs> she was pretty good. She was pretty good. Uh, that's what I heard anyway. I didn't watch it. <laughs> who, who fucking watches the halftime show? It's like, halftime show, long-ass bathroom break. You know, it's it's infamous for being the show where Janet Jackson's boobs slipped out because of Justin yeah. Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not my hand. Well, who's who was it, Justin's? Who was it? <laughs> And I remember, like, how was it? Was it 2010 where the Black Eyed Peas did their did their show and was really controversial for being really badly done, and they were they were caught lip syncing or some something like that? I I don't care, really. I don't remember. <laughs> Just I, that's all I know about the Super Bowl. It's like that's my knowledge of the entire Super Bowl. It's uh, it, it's a halftime show and the commercials, and that's it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the only reason people tune in, isn't it? Like, to have the the commercials, isn't it? You know? Well, I mean, Before, if your team, like my team, like, I'm a 49ers fan, if they happen to be in the Super Bowl, then, you know, that's bonus. That's what you that's what you would like to see. You'd like to see them get a Lombardi trophy, as it were. Still, like, I, I don't know. I, I never really got into team sports because, like, to me, team sports are just, meh, you know? I, I don't know. It's It's... You know, team sports to me aren't that interesting. In fact, sports in general to me is just boring to watch. That that's my opinion. That's that's what I that's and I'm sticking to it. Like, I don't understand people's fascination with sports. I don't. Like my my father and my little brothers are crazy about soccer. Mm-hmm. They all know they know all the, the 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 guys' names and their stats and all this other stuff. That's all they talk about every every single day. Soccer this and soccer that. And I'm sorry, I just don't care. Like, who's this Macy guy and why should I give two flying shits about him? Word. <laughs> That's just, I don't care about I, soccer either, but I care about football. <laughs> it's because it's my team, like the San Francisco 49ers used to be one of the most dominant teams in, like, you know, the fucking world. And it's a really cool thing when it's your guys. Like, you can say, hey, you know that guy down the street that used to play football with you? Well, guess what? He's one of the best athletes in the world, so on and so forth. That shit is crazy cool, especially because my team 
if they won, they came so close to winning. If they had won it, they would have set you know uh, themselves apart and would have made themselves one of the premier teams of the like the 2010 millennium era, I guess you would say. It would just been so freaking amazing if it happened. Well, you know, that's that's life, I guess. Fuck, tell me about it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just... I, I understand, like, being passionate about sport and all that stuff and being passionate about a guy, and you're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's the next big thing, and then, you know, he doesn't go anywhere, and you're like, yeah, I, I wasted my time rooting for these people, buying their merchandise, all this other stuff, putting my money into it, and... Well, you don't you don't say wasting your time. You say being faithful, like... You stick with your team no matter what. So even if they do end up failing, it's just like, you know what, you're my team, and I'm here for you in the long run. It's it's basically your family. I'm gonna I'm just gonna do whatever it takes to make sure we stick this out to the end and come back better and stronger than last time. That's all it is. But it hurts so goddamn much when you get this close and especially because of the 49ers reputation for never losing Super Bowls. They have that kind of reputation. Oh, lost. really? Well, you know, yeah, then it fuck happened. those guys then. But <laughs> it happened. them if that's the case. <laughs> but it fucking happened. And, oh, God, we had such a comeback from such a deficit. We were so close. Oh, well, you know, it's... <laughs> there you go. I mean, maybe they were overconfident. Maybe something went wrong and it just didn't work out. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in those locker rooms. I don't, And I don't really care. Yeah, no, that was basically it. I mean, they we we played a, a much better team in the long run. That's what it came down to. They were a much better team than us. And, and who, who did who won the Super Bowl? Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Actually, it's funny because this is a Super Bowl known for being the Harbaugh because the coaches of both teams are brothers. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I'm pretty sure people of Baltimore are happy that the Ravens won. And yeah, especially a guy named Ray Lewis because it was his last game. He said he was going to go out on top, and he did. This was his oh. very last game. Good for him. He won the Super Bowl ring, so fuck him. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? How dare you live up to your dreams and expectations? You I turd. hate you so much for for doing that. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, it is it is what it is, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, the, no one you like ever actually wins. You know, you're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's going to win. I'm pretty sure he's going to win. Oh, no, he's not. No, okay. Yeah. It's sort of like with UFC where I'm like, you know what? You, fucking Brock Lesnar, he's totally going to beat Vasquez. You know, Vasquez ain't nothing, you know, and he get gets his ass handed to him in that pay-per-view. That was awful. Yeah. I'm not so much for the pay-per-views anymore. I used to be. I used to be huge into them, but now, no, not anymore. Well, you know, I understand, you know, the economy being as shitty as it is, and and I don't, I don't, I don't really see anyone paying 50 bucks, I think it is, for one pay-per-view. Yeah. Is it 50? It gets up there. I mean, like, boxing events, they get fucking expensive. <laughs> boxing is that still a thing? Is that is that still around? I'm sorry. The sweet boxing, science. Boxing really? I know. I I swear to God. I I, I, was, I honestly thought I honestly thought to myself like 
they're the world doesn't need boxing anymore because we have UFC and UFC is this big phenomenon. And honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a couple UFC events and they're okay. You know, they're, they're pretty fun. I mean, yeah, sure. They take for fucking ever just to get to the fight, mm-hmm. but when you get to the fight, Oh boy, you know, those guys, they, they pull it out and much, much respect to them. Like, I think one of my, my favorite fights of all time, and I'm ashamed I didn't watch this, watch this live was, uh, Rashad Evans uh, versus uh, John Jones. Yeah, that was a phenomenal fight, and it was just like they were so equal, and both of them didn't like. And both of them had uh, their loss record. They're like zero loss, zero losses. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, like both of them are undefeated, and they they put their hearts out. But you know, at the end of the day, unanimous decision. Uh, John Jones won, and he retained the title, and I thought that was. Uh, a uh, really good fight. So, what's that about not being a sports fan? <laughs> if it's two guys beating the fuck out of each other, yes, I'm there. <laughs> well, someone's in the bum fights. <laughs> come on, and uh, come on, you know it's it's you know I, again, I'm not into team sports. I'm into two guys beating the fuck out of each other. That's 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 what I that's what I like. You know? Still a sport. That's still something you need a license. I know. I know. I'm. I'm ashamed. But then, I mean, okay, yeah, I know some of them, but I don't know any of the new guys. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the UFC now because I, I'm too busy with living life to keep up with it. So there you go. <laughs> Excuse me, sports people. I am a critic on the internet. I don't have time for your shenanigans. Well, you know, I keep up. Yeah, okay, I keep up with pro wrestling, but pro wrestling is not a sport, and anyone who tells me it's a sport can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Sorry, pro wrestling. It's, it's it's not a sport. I mean, there's there's belts and everything. But it's satire. It's 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 yeah now. No, it's all. It always has been satire of sports. Come on, you had people playing characters. You know, doing stupid shit on television for God knows how long. It's just all satire. It's just satire of sports and the titles and all that stuff. That that shit doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't uh, mean anything. I remember the days when I used to watch it uh, long, long ago before the WWF ever had the Titan Tron. Oh, God. <laughs> and it was just before a black the- curtain that they put over, like, the entrance. And it was just a flat surface, like a concrete flat surface. And it's just like, here come the wrestlers. And then after, like, the entrance of Stone Cold Steve Austin and, like, shattering glass, that's when they decided to go with attitude. Those were my wrestling days, dude. I remember wrestling before they got all big and shit. Uh, <laughs> believe, believe you me, that, you know... Wrestling, God, I don't really want to get into this because I swear to God, I, I I promised myself I'd never go into a wrestling discussion because, well, half the people who listen to this don't don't fucking <laughs> don't, probably don't even know what the fuck wrestling is and and you know just I don't I don't want it to be that but oh, fuck this, this podcast man I'm, I'm sorry if this is like it's totally doing different. things to me 
<laughs> no, it's, I'm sorry. It's like a different route, but you know, I'm I'm experimenting. I'm experimenting people with the podcast. I mean, I'm trying something different. I know, I know. We usually talk about nerd shit, but let's be jocks for one day. Let's be dumbass jocks and talk about sports and shit for one day, please. <laughs> Let us vent testosterone. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking man. What is this bull- bullshit? Fucking Super Bowl, yeah. Cleats. Where's my fucking wife? (laughs) Bring me a fucking beer. Where my whores at? (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Got anything else you want to talk about? I got Uh, nothing. Now that sports are over, or at least now that my hopes are crushed for another year. God. (laughs) Uh. Welcome to life. (laughs) Oh, one... We had it. Sorry. Well, there's still there's still hope because uh, there's also hockey in this area. So there's also the hope that San Jose Sharks, which are doing really well, can do something. Oh, hockey, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, at the end, the HFL finally ended their strike. Yes, I know about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I NHL. know about NHL. NHL. Whatever the fucking hockey league that no one apparently cares about, but. Apparently, everyone knows that they were on lockout, so I don't know how that works. It's like, yeah, no one cares about hockey. In other news, <laughs> this hockey league had a, had a lockout. <laughs> just, come on. It's like hockey. Like, I'm just another sport I don't get. Oh, dude, there's fisticuffs in that. You can't tell me you don't like at least that. That's built into every video game. <laughs> Well, you can't do it on on a, on the new on the new 2013 one. I don't think so. I, what? I don't I, brawl. <laughs> I do you? Can you? I'm pretty I don't sure, know. dude. That's integral to every fucking copy of every NHL cartridge for a system ever. Like I remember for Christmas when I was 14, I think I got a NHL 97, and it fucking had you know all the teams and everything. There was a section where you definitely could throw down. I don't know about the new one. I don't know about a- 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 NHL 2013. I don't know about that. Well, that's that's like the last hockey game I ever got. So definitely check over. <laughs> like it, if it doesn't have like just badass brawling hockey over the shirt fighting, then you you need to return the fucking game. I, I don't, I'm not gonna buy it. I mean, because it's made by EA Sports, and any game made by EA automatically means it's gonna be shit. In my book, anyway. I'm sorry. Fuck that company. That company can go eat a dick. I'm, hey, I'm hey, they do burnout. Burnout's fucking awesome. <laughs> and when was the last burnout game? 2009. No, it was like just the uh, six months ago. That was Need for Speed. No, Burnout. Burnout, not Paradise. Uh, Burnout, like, The Run or something? Oh, no, um, that was Need for Speed. Never mind. Yeah, I told you. Stop trying to, stop trying to confuse me, goddammit. <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> no, it isn't. Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just... Well, EA. F- fuck EA. I'm, I'm tired of wasting my, my money on those bastards. It's like, oh, you know, EA, you know... We care about we care about the player. That's why we have shitty redeemable online codes, day one DLC, 
DLC that's overpriced, even though it shouldn't be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Garbage. Just garbage company. That company can go fuck itself. It's well. It's like the whole process now is, hey, we got to, uh, we got all this DLC, we got all these codes you need to enter if you want to play online, yada yada. It's the same bullshit. Everyone. <laughs> well, big, well, big ups to Sega because Anarchy Reigns didn't have that that online code bullshit. There you go. What what? There you, <laughs> there you go. I'll give Sega credit for not for any. Well, I'll give any game credit. For not putting in bullshit, bullshit online codes, because those are just dumb. Like, what's the point? Like, it's like it should be on, it should be in the game. It's a feature that should be free. Why am I putting in a code? And oh, if you buy it used, you don't get the code. You have to pay pay them fucking ten dollars to get uh, another code. Yeah, get, yeah. It's just bullshit. It's just oh my god. This is. Garbage. I I hate what gaming is becoming. I hate this. Like, for fuck's sake. I mean, people who buy Call of Duty, they they're buying it for the multiplayer. They're not buying it for the single player. So why the fuck are you are you putting in having to put in a code for bullshit? Hmm. Why are you putting in a code to get to get the multiplayer? Better yet, why are you paying a why are you putting in a code? for a multiplayer map that nobody ever plays. Explain that to me. I I can't. <laughs> God, and yes, I did play Black Ops 2 online and I regret every moment of it. That game, man. That game was just I hate the people who play it. I hate what what it does to people where it just makes them cheap-ass bastards who just sit in one place and just snipe you from across the fucking map and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Love that. I just I just love that. Isn't that great? And not to mention, if you get into a laggy game, you're fucked. If, you're getting, if you get into a laggy game, you're fucked. You got nothing to do. There you go. You know, well, that's, why, that's why I'm enjoying free-to-play games right now. Oh really? Yeah. Well, free play. Well, honestly, I I think I've become like a, too much of a cynical bastard to pay for anything nowadays. It's like fifteen dollars. Well, that's too much to ask for. Sorry, ten dollars. <laughs> fun. <laughs> well, I'm like right now I'm playing like the Facebook games, and those those are actually really fun because I'm not having to pay for like upgrades or anything unless I want them. And you know there is the problem that a lot of the shit is completely unfairly unbalanced. So you end up with horribly uh, like lopsided teams and shit for that if you try to play player versus player and all that. But I gotta say I'm enjoying it for just the fact that they uh, they do some cool stuff. They're like, hey, you know what? Uh, you want you know you want your character to be super buff. You want to be the all time game breaker, god of the game. Well, you're gonna have to pay for that. So it's not like right away. Where uh, like EA or any of the other companies are like, hey, yeah, we got the DLC and everything. Uh, enter the code, uh, and five months later, we're gonna put it out. It's with these guys. It's like it's basically you're paying for customization of your characters. Just how far do you want to take them? That sort of thing. And I like that a whole lot better. It's slightly different, but it's like it's more upfront. It's just like you want resources, you have to pay for them. You want more time, well, you just have to wait a little bit. It's none of this bullshit. It's just like, oh yeah, uh, that 
that's not the real end of the game. For the real end of the game, you have to pay an extra ten dollars. I'm looking at you, at you, Ashura's Raf. Seriously, I'm looking at you. That's where I picked it up. <laughs> Uh, that just is insult. I didn't even play that game, but then I read about it on Wikipedia. And I'm like, really? The true ending? You have to? Wow! <laughs> wow! That is just going. That's just low. That is just beyond low. Mm-hmm. Especially for a game that honestly isn't even a game. It's more of an inter- interactive movie where it's like, oh, push buttons, push buttons, not to not die, and just. It looks Ugh. pretty. Yeah, it looks good, but I'm sorry. It's just the cliched anime bullshit that I hate. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, you murdered my family. The, those who I trusted betrayed me. And I have to rise up and beat them and, you know... Ugh. Yeah, it's it's very DBZ. Yeah, it's just so stupid. And I'm sorry, but... You know... It would be nice to actually care for a character if the character wasn't such a massive tool to begin with. <laughs> like, and just give him some... I'm, I'm tired of the whole dead family card. This, that's, this is a reason why I don't like the Punisher. I think he's a fucking lame-ass character whose only motivation for going insane and killing people is because of the death of his family. Oh, see, and I'm sorry. I love the Punisher because I also oh. love things like Dexter. Yeah, but with Dexter, I was talking to someone about this. I'm like, they couldn't get away with that on a TV show because they needed him, you know, because he's he's a serial killer. And the network, from what I remember, said, you can't do this because you're asking the audience to sympathize with a serial killer. So what do they do? They have him kill only other killers. Well, that was the books. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> I never watched Dexter, okay? Shut Dexter up. is based on the books by Jeff Lindsay. So. I know. I, I've heard the books are much better anyway, so... Oh, well, to a point. There's uh, there's this weird thing going on where, like, the books go into a very mystical direction. Like, the the dark passenger, as it were, is actually an entity that has possessed Dexter. So uh, the show decided to deviate from that to keep it more realistic. And, you know, for the longest time, I've liked what they've done with the character. But this past season, which was number seven, I fucking hated it. Because they took away everything special about Dexter. Like his trophies and his uh, Dark Passenger. And they said, now he's just a serial killer. Which is boring. Fucking boring. He had all these special little traits. And, like, we're taking all that away. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, well, you know, at least be thankful that the show lasted like seven seasons. Other shows barely get 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 that get uh, seven get seasons. That That's true. That's true. Yeah. And it is a good show on top of it, still, despite what I say. So no, uh, Michael C. Hall. I mean, he's a great actor. I've seen him in other stuff, and he's really good. Yeah. Although, I'm pretty sure someone's going to come up with a stupid theory where it's like, Dexter from Dexter is actually Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, I've seen plenty of comics about that. (laughs) Because I'm like, you know, I mean, he he has red hair, he doesn't wear the glasses, maybe he got surgery, doesn't wear the lab coat anymore, he seems to have advanced technology. 
to to you know kill people. Did you so, you did, know? Did you ever? Don't you ever like Google uh, Dexter? Just Dexter comics. It sometimes comes up with this hilarious one I found on DeviantArt one time, where it's the opening title sequence of Dexter getting ready in the morning, and like it shows the the shirt going over the head, but it doesn't show a face. It shows the juicing of a blood orange. It shows all the cool little tidbits, right? And it shows a glove uh, locking a door. And then when, uh, in the last panel of the comic, it shows uh, the sister Deborah standing in the hallway looking at Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory and going, who are you? And it just says, <laughs> and it's Dexter going, I'm Dexter. <laughs> And tell Didi to stay out of my laboratory. Laboratory. I love Dexter's lab so much. <laughs> and speaking of Dexter's lab, have you seen the uh, the the unaired episode that Adult Swim posted on their uh, YouTube page? I didn't see it yet. No. Oh man, it's so good. It's so funny. It's so good. That's the one where they like. I saw a little bit of it. It was just like, it showed Dee Dee and Dexter flipping off the camera. Yeah, that's the title card. <laughs> it's on the YouTube page, though? Yeah, it's on their YouTube page, but it's it's unlisted, so it, you, you have to get someone to link you to it. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. I know why it's unlisted, because, oh, you know, if, if it's listed, then the kids will, you know, get mad and all that stuff. You can find a link to it on knowyourmeme.com. What's it about? Um, they make uh, they make like evil twins, and the evil twins are rude. And you guess the joke? They swear. They actually swear. Oh wow! Do they go into fuck territory? Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, it's censored, but you can tell what the language is. Dude, find me that link right now while we're talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, just just talk about something else. Before yeah. So, uh, uh, speaking of YouTube, any any like reviews, any reviewers you like watching, shit like that? I don't think you've ever mentioned that. Like outside what we do. Uh, reviews. Um, I don't know. Uh, what kind of reviews do you, do you mean? Like there are different. Well, just reviews. the other day, I was I was looking at the Birdemic review again by JonTron. <sighs> Do you mean reviews are actual... When, when you say review, you mean people reacting to shit that's not there. Oh, is that what you call it? Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. But a review to me is say, is looking back at something, saying what you liked and what you didn't like, and then giving your uh, opinion on it. Yeah. That's See, that's a review. That That is a review. And... Uh, but but like stuff like Nostalgia Critic, Angry Joe, Linkara, Film Brain, all that other garbage. That's not reviews. That's just people being dipshits. Well, you still have to watch the thing you're talking about to understand it. So it's still a review. I know, but but still. But but I'm I'm tired of of this bullshit of oh you know. You know this movie's bad, and I'm overreacting and mugging to the camera because even though there's nothing there, and oh no, I'm playing a character, so don't get upset if I'm 
bashing your favorite movie or anything like that. It's just it's such a cheap cop out in my opinion. <laughs> Are you jelly you can't do that? <laughs> what do you mean I can't do that? That you don't have the skills to pay the bills when it comes to the reviewing game? <laughs> I can, oh, I can review stuff. I can make a fucking audio review about a movie I saw. Oh, yeah, no, I, audio review. I, I can audio do that. Nothing, but can you, can you cut and paste something together? Can you put your heart and soul into a project and turn out a, a review about a video game you fucking hate? Or say, God damn, I hate this pay-per-view. Can you... Can you lay your balls on the line and say you would do that? I could. I used to do that back when I was on YouTube. You're still on YouTube. I, back when I made videos, I mean, I only keep the YouTube account to, to, as an archive for stuff I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, I tried doing that, but, you know, it's just too much work, and honestly, I'm not, like, putting people down. I mean, what they do is, is great and all, but, but I'm saying I don't like that style. I, I don't, you know, just people screaming and shouting at the screen and and people act like it's something special. But but with the nerd, it's kind of different because with the nerd, you can get information about it. Not all his videos are about him bitching and moaning about a video game. I liked his Atari Jaguar uh console video i thought that was really well done it looked a good look back at the console and uh its games and all that stuff even like uh plumbers don't wear ties he gives a brief history of the 3do it, that was the, the very fucking b- greatest review he ever did in my life. i think that's my favorite that's my favorite episode <laughs> plumbers don't wear ties and then like at the time his stick was still like he was gonna he would scream at everything right before he calmed way the fuck down because he's calm yeah. w- way the fuck down. Like, he's not quite the same anymore. But back then, when he was still known for being, like, the really angry video gamer, like, emphasis on angry, dude, that was fucking great. Because that review was all about he was so dumbfoundedly shocked at everything he saw. <laughs> yes, it's just, it was really weird because it's like, oh, it's it's going to be an FMV game, right? Nope, it's just a bunch of still pictures with the dialogue dubbed over it. <laughs> Running around Southern California, L.A. <laughs> it's just, it's just like you must be eighteen or older. Wait a minute, eighteen or older? In the box it says seventeen and older. <laughs> box slide, fucking box slide. Yeah, no, that that shit was great. I agree. But I still highly enjoy reviewing today because that's something I do. Like, I put together shit. I, I make funny images flash on my screen. I do that stuff all the time. I got mad respect for those people. Like, especially the cinema snob who is constantly doing that shit and is constantly, like, uproariously funny, knows his well, references. Well, I like cinema snob because, you know, his, his style is more riffing than it is reviewing, and I can get behind that. And the shit he pulls out is just, oh my god, where the fuck does he find this crap? <laughs> like, there's Tampon ar- Tango? Are you fucking kidding me? Tampon Tango? It's just, this shit actually exists. It, I know! I fucking that's know! About, that's what's weird about it. Like, the stuff that he finds is just badly done, Z-grade schlock. 
that is just not worth anything. That like no no sane person would look at this and say, "Yeah, I like that movie." No, it's just garbage. <laughs> Cinema snob people, don't look back. Just go watch it. You'll thank us later. Yeah, yeah, fucking love Cinema Snob. He's great. Um, especially the geek. <laughs> that was a weird one. It's like, yes, that's hot porn. Yes, that's. that's and then the that's... movie just ends. <laughs> like he fucking the Sasquatch fucking rapes a whole bunch of these campers' girlfriends, and they're like, "We're gonna get that animal." The end. <laughs> and then it's like, holy shit, you know. And then he's what like, a... "What the fuck? That was actually kind of brilliant." <laughs> I, I like his joke about, well, what about, uh, I kind of wonder what this approach would have been like if if the Friday the 13th Part 6 was like this, and he plays part, and he redubs uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, it's like, yes, we're going to get Jason, and then the end. Yeah. <laughs> Someday we're going to get that animal. The end. Oh my god. Fucking love Cinema Snob, he's great, because, I don't know, I mean, because he finds, like, the weirdest shit, and he really knows how to, he knows his references, He he's and he's an actual, you know, uh, film uh, graduate. He knows film, he knows how to, how to, he has a really good understanding of film and characters and, and all that stuff. I mean, I've checked out some of his short films, and they're really good. But he also is in that style you're talking about, where it's a reviewer just sitting and talking to the camera, and sometimes he plays the character. Because as someone who's like, a, a diehard fan of his. I've I've watched the progress of all his videos. I've I've went back and I one time sat through as many of his videos as I could in one day. And I'm not kidding. He had over at the time I think it was 150 videos. Like he had put out 150 videos and I'm like, I'm gonna watch all of this. I don't fucking <laughs> care how long it takes. I'm watching this motherfucker genius. And I did, right? And it starts out, he plays the snob and he's just like, mm, this movie is delicious because it's French and he would go on and he would do that. And it was just like, genius, genius, I'm loving it. And then as time went on and the videos got better and better and so did their quality, he started get, getting into that more angry set type of like, this movie fucking sucks. If I wanted to watch a movie about five penises on one man's hand, dick slap a girl and then fuck her to death, <laughs> I would watch porno from outer space. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and see, that's why I also like other reviewers, too, who do the same thing. Like, they still play characters. And that's what a lot of these guys do. They, yes, they, yeah, a lot of them have really stupid gimmicks. I don't know why Linkara thinks it's a good idea to go dramatic in a comic book review. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started on him. I, I already had, like, a long discussion with someone about why I don't like him. And honestly, that's why I... I, I God, I saw that Pokemon video, and I'm like... This is 40 fucking minutes long. Why is this 40 fucking minutes long? What Pokemon? Not a, a, a Pokemon video he did. I don't remember which one it was. It's a long time ago. Uh, did you ever see... You know Mega64? Yeah. Did you ever see on Rocco Bodhi's personal channel his uh, his response to Linkara not doing the the timeline of Power Rangers videos? <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's basically like Linkara was giving these long explanations why he wasn't able to 
post videos. And he was telling people, stop telling me to post more videos. I'm working on it. I just have this in my life and this in my life. And this is going Oh, he, I remember this controversy where he wrote this fucking essay on his blog about why he couldn't do it and why he couldn't release a DVD of his best of thing because he lost the old footage and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, come on. And Rocco Bodie, who's a huge Power Rangers fan, turned that into a fucking hilarious short on... Uh, his channel, like he put out a video about it, like riffing on Linkara. Oh, I want to see this. Can you send me a link to it? Did you send me the link for the Dexter's Lab thing yet? Yeah, yeah, it's it's down there. Is it? Yeah, I send it to you. Oh shit, I'm on the wrong page. Like I'm, I didn't pull up, the, I didn't pull up the chat. I've just been looking at your picture of Judge Dread Predator the whole time. <laughs> I know it's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That is a nice picture. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if I can find that. Anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, I'm not into, like, when, I, when, uh, when you say reviews, I think, oh, you know, you must mean something like, you know, film reviews and stuff like that. Like, legit people doing reviews. I didn't think you meant character legit reviews. Legit people. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call Spill.com legit, but they are a film the film critic site, they are considered one, and I I take their opinion. <laughs> you bastard. I like Spill.com, shut up. <laughs> you probably like E-bombs. Oh, come on, shut up. I don't. You I don't even know lover. what that... I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm not offended by E-bombs, even though I've never heard of it. Shut up, I'm not like them. <laughs> Uh, I like Spill.com. I think they're really funny. They're really great. I the animations, Their animation has improved a lot since 2008. I commend them for that. And I do like the, the site because it do, they don't just do uh, movies. They do video games as well. And, you know, I love the loading bar guys. Those, are, those guys are great, in my opinion. They're really funny, really, really talented. And when when they do uh, video game playthroughs, they don't do them all the way. They just do two parts or three, and that's it. And that's why I love them. Because they give up? <laughs> no, because it's just a sample of what the game is. It's like, because they, they, they did it because so many people have been asking them. Like, they did a Skyrim playthrough where they were just running around, dicking around, and they're like, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, you guys should do full playthroughs. You guys should do full play playthroughs. And they're like, no, we're just going to do two or three parts, and that's it. You know? <laughs> because they, they said it themselves. They can't really talk about this uh, uh, get, uh, one single game for that 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 many parts and they're so yeah. busy with other stuff and and they have to review most of these games they're the video game guys on the site and they have to review the games as well and they have to play them for reviewing for review purposes and you know they have to do the videos as well i mean it's just crazy they can't really do a full playthrough the only full playthrough they're ever doing right now that's currently going that you can catch every saturday they upload a part every saturday is uh, the Red Dead Redemption uh, videos that they're doing. And that's it. Yeah, but there's something to be said about going insane after sitting in front of a, a really bad game for a long time, and you just run out of material after a while, and you're just like, so uh, what are you doing this Thursday? Oh, you know, I'm going to hang out with 
with Kimberly and we're going to go get some pizza. You know, there's just something about, like, at some point your own personal life spills into the video because you run out of stuff to say about the thing you're working on. There's a genius to that. Well, you know, that's your opinion. I mean, I'm, I, you know... And it's the only one that counts. <laughs> well, fuck you, then. <laughs> fuck you, then, if, that, if that's your... Uh, if What's that's up? Your bring re- it. Bring it. <laughs> bring it, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and this is our podcast. This is... Mm-hmm. I, you're enjoying this crap that I'm putting out for free, mind you. For free, I'm not charging. I'm not charging money for you to to listen to me, pretend to have a conversation with someone, and hope to God someone's listening to this. Not yet. <laughs> not until he starts milking that Paul Eiding podcast. <laughs> no, I, dude, I already had like three voice actors on the show. For God's sakes, I already had uh, Dave Fenoy. I think that one, that one uh, was our most successful one because um, you know Dave Fenoy, Walking Dead. That game was huge. Everybody liked his character on that. He was the main character, and it was an honor talking to him about that. And he gave us a really good behind-the-scenes look at, at, at the making of the game. So, there you go. <laughs> oh, shit. And I am thankful for everyone who downloaded that podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> All you Dave Finoy addicts out there. <laughs> He's a great actor. Very nice guy. And, like I said, I was... I felt bad for that long hiatus, and uh, I stayed up, I got up in the morning at 6 a.m. my time to record an interview with Mike Pollock, the voice of Dr. Eggman from the Sonic games. So you you motherfuckers better appreciate it! Sonic, Sonic 06. Uh, we we did talk about that, and he said, "You know what? It's there. You know, I'm I'm only a voice actor. I'm not I'm not someone who has any has any final say in the product. I'm only there. I just show up, do my lines, and then that's it. That's all that's needed of me." Did he get a free <laughs> copy of the game at all? No, I didn't ask him that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He doesn't get free copies of that anything of anything he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, because that's all he says is like, look, I just show up, I just do the voices, and then that's it. That's all I. That's all I do. So don't, so don't ask me about any knowledge or any stuff like that. I just do that, and I'm like, you know, can you do Doctor Robotnik? And he said a funny thing. He's like, look, I, when I say he said he said to me like, I I wanted to do improv with him with uh, Robotnik, and he's like, well, Sega owns the character. I can't really do do anything, do do the voice of the character. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta follow so, the lit flaps. <laughs> so there you go. Very nice guy to talk to. Yeah. Oh, well. So there you go. You know, I made up for it. I, you, got, you got your Mike Pollock interview, okay? Now leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Your fans are like just like rabid for this shit. No, no, it's just well, it's my friend Tom. Like he's a bit, he's a huge Sonic fanboy, and he's like, oh, you gotta get Mike Pollock on the show. You gotta get Mike Pollock on the show. And I'm like, dude, I don't really care for Sonic. I just don't fucking care. I mean, yeah, Sonic's there. I'm not really a big <laughs> fan of it. Just like he's like, you gotta get Mike Pollock. You gotta get Mike Pollock. Okay, shut up. I'll get Mike Pollock. Okay. There you go. Had a conversation with him. It's done. 
Now leave me alone. <laughs> you want my Pollock go so bad? Start your own Sonic podcast. Seriously, like, you know, start your own podcast. You want to talk to him? Go ahead. He does, like, fucking five interviews a day with other people. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not not shitting you. Like, I, I talk to him. It's like 10, he's like, ten, you know, t- 10 o'clock at, you know, where he is. And he's like, you know, I, I, I told him, like, I was tired. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. I had just gotten up. I'm like, you know, can you give me a minute to, to you know, uh, wake up here? And he's like, yeah, sure. But just so you know, there's another interview at 10.30, so please hurry up. And I'm like, oh, God, why do you hate me? <laughs> so it sounds like if I time it right, I could get him on GMC. And it's just like, so what do you, you know a whole lot about robots, right? Because you turn them into, you turn animals into robots and shit like that. And he'd be like, dude, that's a video game character. Yeah, yeah, tell me. Did you ever turn, like, a robot into another robot? You know, like a car into a man? <laughs> Should have asked him that, but no. Anyway. Anywho. Anything else you want to discuss before we end this? Uh. Kind of looking forward to the new Iron Man now that I've seen a little bit more of it. I'm not. I'm not too sure about the change in tone. I know they wanted to make it more serious than the last one because the last one was. Uh, was all colorful and goofy, and this one's more serious, and I, I actually, don't know how I feel about that. Actually, it uh, from the look of it, they're not making it dark. They're making it more challenging, if that makes sense. So basically, it's like every every movie, Iron Man seems to get a little more powerful, like his armor keeps evolving, he keeps uh, getting new challenges, which he faces with his technology, and he's able to overcome them. In this movie, they're saying, we're not going dark, we're going challenging. It's just like uh, this one scene that they showed for the Super Bowl commercials where a plane is basically falling out of the air and people are dropping out of the sky. So they say they show Iron Man is flying up to catch as many as he can at 50,000 feet, right? And he's talking to Jarvis in his suit, and he says, how many people are in the sky? And he goes, 17. How many people can I carry at one time? Four. Okay, so he has what's calculated like 20 seconds to save 17 people before they all hit the ground. Wow. <laughs> so it's what they're trying to do is they're not trying to make it the same cliche where it's, oh, uh, the armor just needs an upgrade of some sort, and that'll solve all the problems. What they're doing is, from the looks of it, because I, I do love the extremist arc written by... Uh, Warren Ellis from a couple of years ago. Oh, that was the story that uh, really took off Iron Man's career, even though it took place during the the uh, after the Civil War. I think that was the last good good Marvel story I can think of at the top of my head. You mean Iraq War? Civil <laughs> War was about two hundred years earlier. No, I mean the Marvel Civil War, where he became a giant douche and a fascist for no yeah. fucking reason. So God. So from the looks of it, what they're saying is in this movie, his armor is already like at the maximum. Uh, being the fanboy that I am, they say, yeah, uh, past two, the past three movies being Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and Avengers, the armor has gone through many iterations from 1 through 7. Now this time, it's armor number 47. So it's already at this maximum peak. And now it's not so much, well, you can't 
upgrade anymore. You've already upgraded. What what is there left to do? Oh, you got to use your brain to get out of the situation. So think fast and save these people. That's what they're trying to do with this one. Oh, interesting. Because like I wasn't a big fan of Iron Man two. I thought that movie was rushed and it was more filler, if anything else. I actually enjoyed that one for what it did because it's like it it, it, it introduced Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I really I really liked her fight scene. I thought she had a really awesome fight scene. Uh, I liked how they showed the armors because it wasn't all at once. It was nicely spaced out. I thought it's like you got your your regular armor, you got the suitcase one, and then you got the upgrade. I I didn't agree with things like. Um, we're not going to explain the science of what this new isotope of energy is. We're just going to give it to you. And it's made of light. It's it's in the shape of a triangle and it's made of light. That's all you need to know. Oh, and don't get me started on don't get me started on the, that whole bullshit where oh, I'm sick. Nick Fury shows up, cure. There you go. <laughs> well, no, he didn't cure him. He just stopped it. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, well, thank you. Thanks, Nick. I mean, I I almost got emotionally invested there for a second. It would have, yeah, I know. It w- it was a cheap cop out. I was just like, well, he still has the fucking stuff in his body. Doesn't that mean he has to purge it and shit? And that was the other thing too. Like fucking the movie. I don't know how long it was from one to two, but that's when the movie decided to give him the the poisoning, like the iridium poisoning in his body. And I was like, okay, he's he's poisoned. That's fine. But all of a sudden, throughout the course of that movie, that's when it's just like. At the beginning of the movie, it's like 80%. Now it's 90%. It just kept getting faster and faster in that movie. And it's like it wasn't realistically spaced out like the Marvel Universe, cinematic Marvel Universe wants to be. It's like if he really had this type of poisoning, then at the very beginning of this movie, he should have been showing symptoms all the way from the beginning or at the end of the last movie. Yeah. So... I, still I don't know, man. I mean, it's 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 the the Marvel universe. They they constantly like change shit, and some of it just doesn't make sense. Like I still enjoyed the movie a lot, though, because it's like it really did try to push a lot of things. It was like, okay, set up for the Avengers, no problem. Here's a new character. Here's a new armor. Cool fight sequence. Uh, I enjoyed Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rourke, I I do. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Rooney, that'd Mickey be Rooney. that'd be that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I enjoy Rourke's work as an actor. He's pretty fucking awesome. He was great I in that. I, I thought. I, I, I loved I loved him in that movie. He was the best actor in that movie because I think he's a very t- very talented, very very charismatic actor. I wish he would stop with the fucking plastic surgery because that really ruined his face for me. Looks like he... shit. He has what, like a fake nose and a chin. Yeah, it just looks awful. I think it's all busted up now. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> but I, I like, I like Mickey Rourke. I think he was great in that movie. But the problem was, is like his character, while really good, I wish he had a really good send off. He was just like, boom. there he is, boom. Wow, you're building this guy up to be a real badass, and he got and Iron Man got his ass kicked at the beginning of the film by him, and then at the end it's like boom, dead. There you go. Not yeah. gonna mention again. <laughs> and I did find Sam Rockwell's character to be really pointless. I enjoyed long. him though. I, I fucking enjoyed it because I knew what it was right away. He was the comic relief, and that's weird to say in a movie where the main character is also the comic relief. But it was that dynamic where it was uh, Tony Stark is 
Bugs Bunny. And Sam Rockwell, who was playing uh, Hammer, was Daffy Duck. So every time that, you know, he's on stage as Hammer, uh, he's getting less attention because he's like, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's this guy. He's not the most charismatic, not the cool guy, not the smartest. And then when Tony Stark shows up, that's when everyone applauds because that's who they're here to see. That's what I enjoyed because that was that Looney Tunes setup, and that was actually working really well. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get that, and and he was really good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not complaining about that. But the the thing is, it's just, I know, it just felt really off to me a little bit. I don't know. It was just, it, it was, it was an interesting dynamic. But at the end, with this, the. The payoff at the end wasn't really, you know... Uh, oh, what? Wasn't really, get a medal? Yeah. It wasn't really all that good, and I swear to God, they used so much CG! Well, yeah. I, it, just, it just took me out of it at the end. It's like, okay, I can I can handle both War Machine and Iron Man being CG, that's fine, I don't mind that. But when you have an entire fucking army of of robots flying around and battling each other, I'm like, oh, God... I'm getting Transformers flashbacks. <laughs> I I didn't get that sensation. I loved that part of the movie because it's like you're a, you really want to see a heavy action piece sequence, and this was it. It's just like, all right, whole bunch of bots. What can you do? Uh, there was that one really stupid part they could have cut out where it was the fucking kid in the Iron Man mask. You know, he was wearing the toy mask and he had the toy yeah, blaster. Like product and placement. And he's just standing there, and it's just like. Is no grown-up going to come by and swoop this kid up to save his ass? <laughs> Where are your parents, kid? And just like, it's really cheap because it's like, oh, product placement. It's like the worst fucking product placement ever. It's like, wow. I didn't see it as product placement. I saw it as just like, it was a really bad gag, which is all I saw it as because that shit's been around for fucking ever. I mean, even before Iron Man 1 came out, they had those toys. But Oh, they they did it twice because I, at the very beginning of the movie, when he's signing autographs, he signs the. It was the signed, same kid. It was the same. Yeah, kid. It's, a, it's like see, it's like this is gonna be important. Pay attention, and this is the, this is the that was the uh, that was the the whole joke, I guess. I don't know. The, but the other thing too, which really it kind of turned me off, was like you know the kid is not aware that this is any kind of dangerous situation. Uh, Iron Man has to come save him. So Iron Man doesn't even bother to try to get him out of there. He's like, good shot. He le- he <laughs> it's like, it's like a yeah, good shot. I'm like, are you going to, aren't you going to take a, you know, save him? Uh, or aren't you going to ask him where his parents are? Aren't you going to uh, call Pepper? Or, or you uh, pawn him off on like another adult, at least get him to safe distance, something like that. No, <laughs> and it's funny that you tell me that about. It, it's funny now looking back at that because it's like, wow, this guy couldn't give two shits about about the kid, but he he's willing to save seventeen people falling out of a plane. <laughs> Different director, so I'll give him that. You know, they're trying new things. Uh, still, like, I mean, and, yeah, that's a good point. Like, the kid doesn't even act like he's in danger. I mean, I swear to God, if like a giant robot came up to me and tried to squish my head as, when I was when I was like five years old, I would piss my pants. Yeah, no, I I could see it differently as like you know and, the mom was carrying the kid, and one of the robots saw the Iron Man mask on the kid's head while the mom's running away with the kid like a football. So that's when the 
you know, that's when the kid lifts up his blaster arm, and then the, the droid or whatever sees him and tries to shoot him from a distance, only to be shot by Iron Man from, like, a swoop by as he's flying by to take out 30 more bots. I could see something like that happening, where it just becomes part of the action. Not a little piece of comedy just breaking up the tension. Yeah, well, you know, that it's... It is what it is, I guess. I mean... Anyway, fucking... Didn't care for that. I enjoyed a lot of the other things for the movie, for the most part, except the whole fucking explanation of what this new fucking energy source is. That really <laughs> It's like, what is it? Are you going to... Exp- oh, you're just going to walk away. Okay, fine. Oh, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a light accelerator, so it's basically... What accelerates light? Nothing goes faster than light, except tachyons. And tachyons aren't light. light. Tachyons are particles. So as someone like who knows a, a bit about science, just like a smidgen of science, and I was, and they're like, yeah, it's it's a light accelerator, except it's going through what looks to be like a CERN uh, particle accelerator. So that's not really going to work because those are particles, and light is waves. And oh, you're shooting it through a prism. Okay, well that'll spread the light out. That'll make it divide and split. Wait, it's focusing it. Okay, I'm not really fucking <laughs> doing here. <laughs> uh, I d- okay, if there was ever a good thing that came out of that scene, it's the whole Captain America joke. That was I. I, I found that funny. Okay, I found that really funny. Yeah, it's it just some of the times it's like some of the science they used where they couldn't think of anything. It it basically felt like I was watching an episode of Doctor Who where like, yes, we use particle synthesis to atomize a solution in saline compound using uh, beta-carotenes and uh, phosphorus. And it's just like, none of that makes fucking sense. <laughs> it's science fiction. It's not supposed to make sense. It's, it's techno-battle, basically. But the thing, like, I feel so strongly about this shit sometimes because there are things that you can't say that make sense to us because I do read a lot of like, science journal magazines just to see what's the latest tech. I'm into that sort of shit. And I see that a lot of the things they talk about are somewhat plausible, in, like, a scientific theory method. None of them are feasible just yet. None of them can be built right away, not for, like, 30 or 40 years. But there are, like, feasible paths that people can take in the scientific community to reach these points. And it's like, okay, well, if you explain it this way, it's not science fiction anymore. It becomes the realm of science fact where you're on your way to creating something ingenious like that. And when I look at these, like, bad episodes of science fiction, it's just like... You, didn't have to fucking say that. You did that on purpose to piss me off. Well, then again, you got to realize it's a major motion picture, and most major motion pictures, well, some are blockbusters anyway, are made for dumb ass people who don't, who probably never read a science book book in their life. But things with like, if you separate Marvel from like the latest Star Trek thing, I can totally see Star Trek making up their own science. It's like 24th century science. Even then, even fucking then, they. They still took their time to do their research properly because the whole thing about transporting, it was explained by a scientist named Heisenberg that you cannot break down the human body into a billion trillion little particles of energy and then reassemble them somewhere else because there is not enough uh, there is not enough energy in the known universe to do that. It takes more energy in the universe to break down the human body into particles of matter or light and reassemble them somewhere else. And in Star Trek, they said, we make up for this fact using Heisenberg compensators. 
So they actually had their own kind of techno babble, doodad, whatever, whatever that fucking thing is called, uh, a MacGuffin. There you go, MacGuffin. They had that. They at least you know had some sort of feasible answer. Marvel kind of like branches off and does their own thing. It's just like, hey, it's it's alien. It's fucking alien, right? We don't have to explain shit. Oh God, don't get me started on the recent shit they've been doing with their comics, where. I swear to God, I still don't know how the fuck Doc Ock and, and Peter switched bodies. How did he do it? Please explain this to me. Are you going to explain this to me, Dan Slot? Nope. Oh, okay. Was, no, they did. They explained it. How? Issue six ninety seven, I believe, it was the explanation. How did they do it? <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm still baffled. There was. There was an issue where Doc Ock is planning to save the world. The storyline was Doc Ock's... He's claiming he's going to save the world, but he will only save the world if the world arrests Spider-Man and recognize... And, and the UN ratifies that they recognize Spider-Man as a menace to all the world. If they do that, Doc Ock promised he would save the world from future global warming problems. So it was it was this really awesome story. It was really good because he got the Sinister Six together. He says, we're going to stop Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, no doubt, is going to get the Avengers together to stop me. So Slot actually found ways to stop the Avengers by, like, freezing Captain America with uh, ice, finding a lethal Norse horn, which was coated in uh, basilisk poison, to stop him and so on and so forth. For each Avenger, he found a way to stop them and shut them down. And then at the end of it, when it came down to just Spider-Man and Doc Ock, uh, Spider-Man found out that the way Doc was able to control everything, despite being locked into his metal body, which was keeping him alive, was this helmet. And the helmet was basically psychic control for all of his machines. Well, when he put on the helmet, it also downloaded... Uh, Doc Ock's memory into Peter Parker, and Peter Parker was able, or Peter Parker was then linked to Doc Ock, and then uh, when the whole thing kicked in, that's when Doc Ock became Spider-Man. God damn! And this is why people don't read comic books. Well, if you can tell me like an actual way to do that besides magic, I'll fucking take <laughs> that. The thing is. <laughs> Look, if you, I know, I know, switching minds outside the realm of magic is not is not possible at all. Like you can hypnotize someone into thinking there's someone else if you believe in that sort of thing. But like in the realm of comics, where you're saying, yeah, it was just a helmet that he used uh, without knowing it was going to switch their minds. I totally, I'll totally go for that because that was actually you know subtle. It was a subtle moment where it was, I'm going to put on the helmet, I'm going to stop your mad maniacal schemes from destroying the world. And in the end, you know, Doc Ock's laughing, going, ha that's exactly what I wanted you to do. Mm, okay. Just, it's it. Just, I'm sorry, I'm just, like, really still pissed off about Spear Spider-Man. That's why. <clears throat> oh, I don't read that shit. I'm just, uh, I'm just waiting for, like, six months down the road where it becomes amazing again. Oh, you'll, you just wait. Well, once Amazing Spider-Man 2 comes out, they'll find a way to say, oh, well, the the side of Peter that's still in his mind overtook the, the Doc Ock side, and it's Peter again, or some shit like that. Yeah, it's coming. No doubt. No doubt. I swear to God, the worst fucking retcon ever in Marvel history, and that's saying something, the, the retcon that pissed me off to no end. 
was them having the gall to say that Captain America didn't die, he was in a coma. That really pissed me off. That. What, what time? Wow. Which time are you talking about? Uh, the Civil War time, when he got shot in the fucking head and had his brains blown out, and they said, no, he's in a coma. He's oh. not really dead. Uh, bullshit. No, no, he, he got shot in, he got, like, Lee Patton Oswald, he got shot twice in the chest, center mass. He didn't get shot in the head, as far as I can tell. I don't, I don't know, maybe someone, like, drew it in their own uh, comic where he got shot in the head, but this, the official story was in Captain America. Uh, got shot in the chest, he dropped, and it was a gun meant to specifically kill Captain America because he's a super soldier. But the thing was, because it was a specifically designed gun to kill super soldiers, uh, the only one you can really use it on is Captain America. So it hasn't really been tested. And I agree with you, it's really fucking stupid, because when they shot him, uh, it did not kill him, it sent his consciousness back in time, giving the appearance he was dead. Ugh, bullshit! <laughs> it's like it's like Batman, where it's like, oh well, he's not really dead. He just went back in time and relived all previous uh, lives. Really, he's, he was a, he's actually his own ancestors in all these incarnations, which was just so stupid. Yeah, it yeah. like fucking time travel again, again with the fucking time travel. <laughs> it's like it's such a shame really because I I like that part in Final Crisis where Superman is carrying Batman's dead body. Yeah, the the charred skeleton. Was, that, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a beautiful that was a beautiful fucking image because you have you know Superman who's this demigod who's always looked up to Batman because he's like that's what I love about the, the relationship between Superman and Batman is like Superman. He's he knows he's all powerful. He knows that he can he can beat every, anyone on the planet. But the only person he has any respect for, and and he can and he can uh, uh, what was it uh, sees as his actual equal uh, or someone who's above him is Bruce Wayne, a mere mortal. I and I love that relationship between them, especially like. There's this beautiful moment in uh, Batman Beyond where an old Superman tells Bruce, you'll outlive us all. Yeah. I thought that was really well done because you have this demigod who's basically telling this old fart that he's going to outlive him. That was just brilliant. And it and almost came I, true. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's that's really good. I, I like that moment where you know he's carrying his dead body, his friend, the only person that he ever you know thought he... that. You know, he, he ever looked up to as a person, and, you know, and it was just beautiful, and then they just fucking ruined it. <laughs> Stupid Well, they don't con. care. They, or they don't care. They don't kill. They don't care either. They don't kill main characters like that, especially when they got, you know, billion-dollar movies doing gangbusters. They're not going to kill them off. They're going to put them into a coma or send their mind back in time or any other sort of manner of weird sci-fi type of deal. But well, that, certainly they're not going to kill him. That's what really just it's it's really stupid. And don't get me started on one more day where it's like, yeah, Tony Stark can build this fucking armor, but he can't take a bullet out of the, uh, out of someone's chest. Really, Ugh. he's still he's still to this day living with shrapnel or something in his heart. <laughs> just stupid. Which is why oh, I, Doctor, 
And Doctor Strange, yeah, you, you're telling me Doctor Strange, a guy who can open portals to other dimensions, who, a guy who's been to hell more times than I can count, can't fucking he- heal a bu- bullet wound? Are you shitting me? I know, it. some of these explanations get really unfeasible a lot of the time. But I do give Marvel this, and I'm still a Marvel fanboy to this day because of this one thing. Uh, it's still the thing where Jean Grey died over ten years ago. And she has not been brought back since. Well, that's one thing that they did with con- consistency. She's been gone since, I believe, actually nine years. Nine years? She's been gone since Grant Morrison's, uh finished his run on New X-Men. That was 2001, I think, wasn't it? No, he did. I think he did about four years. So it might have been 2003, 2004 he ended his run. And... Jean Grey hasn't been back since then, ever since he finished his run. They've kept her separate. And they brought in Emma Frost as the love interest to Scott Summers, which I I fucking adore, because I love the dynamic of the bitch being on the team that no one gets along with, yet she's the girlfriend of the leader of the team. So that's great. Yeah, I I like that, and I I do love what they did with her in the the Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, so I... I really like how they play that up as the dynamic, so it's it's more your your <laughs> your new bow's a bitch instead of the girl next door. Awesome, love it. <laughs> Not to mention she was part of the Hellfire Club. Yeah, and <laughs> they're trying to subtly say that the girl that uh, Cable has been raising this whole time, Hope Summers, is actually the uh, reborn version of Jean Grey. They haven't said that. They just say she can use the Phoenix Force, <clears throat> which in Mar- Marvel continuity is getting more and more muddy in explanation because, like, almost every fucking one can use the Phoenix Force now, so it doesn't matter who you are. Oh, well. Anyone can no, use it. it you don't... Yeah, it, it... Back in the day, you had to be, according to Chris Claremont, you had to be a fucking powerful psychic to use the Phoenix Force. You just needed to be the greatest in five galaxies in a, to have a one in a million chance to use the Phoenix Force. Now anyone can use it. And I oh, actually think know. that kind of works because now that means is this really Hope is Hope Summers really the reincarnation of Jean Grey? Or is she just some character that just happens to use the Phoenix Force? That works for me because that means Jean Grey might or might not come back. Don't know. It's mysterious. Well, at least they're doing something right with one title. Out of the billion they got, they got going on. Dude, they they have so many fucking Avengers titles right now. <laughs> Cause we gotta do that shit, you know. Everyone likes Avengers. It made us a lot of money. We got, so we need to milk this shit for all it's worth. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking get. Uh, there's Uncanny Avengers, Amazing Avengers, uh, Omega Avengers, something like that. Secret Avengers, Avengers Academy. Dark I, Avengers at I need, one point. I, I, God, I need to look at Wikipedia to know all these titles. Well, you know, uh, there you go. And then most people actually read this shit. <laughs> well, I am. I, I read anything by Hickman, because I love Hickman. Uh, what has he done? He's doing the Uncanny Avengers. I haven't read that. I haven't been keeping up with Marvel. I'm, you know me. I'm the DC guy. I know everything about DC. I keep up with DC, but I don't keep up with Marvel. Marvel, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool title. It's the concept of Captain America needs people, so it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter whose cr- continuity they cross over into. They're not going to just 
be, you know, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor bashing on the same villains every week or the same revamped villains every week. They're going to go into, you know, X-Men territory. They're going to go into Fantastic Four territory. They're going to go, they're going to go into your book. And they're going to solve your problems, whether you're the X-Men or the Fantastic Four or even the Thunderbolts. If, you know, if these guys want to solve your problems, they're going to step in and help. It doesn't matter if it's, if it is your own book, they're going to help. And I like the concept. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's it. I ain't got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Did I wear you out? <laughs> no, not really. It's just like I, I can't really think of anything I, I want to talk about, and I'm trying to keep episodes as, well, you know, I'm trying to keep episodes as short as I can. I mean, what are we at, an hour now? An hour and uh, 11 minutes. All right, cool, yeah. Good night. <laughs> Aren't you gonna say? Anything? God damn it, Xavier! Let me, let me, let me, you know, take us out. Let me, you know, nope. try I'm, to say. I'm that. bombing this. I'm bombing this shit. I'm, I'm podcast bombing. I'm starting to do <laughs> Okay then, and get used to this guy, people. He's gonna be with me until I find someone else to do this shtick. So get used to him. What fuckers? <laughs> and who knows? He might actually be the co-host forever. I hope not. <laughs> Yeah, we don't really like each other off off stage. We we don't talk like civilized people. It's all death threats. Fuck you. Fuck you. Anyway, that's it. That's been it's been fun, but we have to say goodbye. Now. Yeah, now. Say goodbye now. Oh, okay. Uh Sayonara? Damn it. Messed it up. Uh Can I try again?